Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History puddle. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Conference Championship Edition of the Full Slate Pick'em Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Blue Wire and Monkey Knife Fight. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, we only have two games this weekend. It's sad, but I think even before we get into the games this weekend, we got to talk about our guy Philip Rivers retiring today from the NFL, end of 17-year career. So it's a sad day. It does feel like a, a moment in time. It's definitely not as uh, nearly as dramatic as Kobe retiring, but I feel like Philip Rivers, like, you know, we still have Brady from – he is the NFL. But Philip Rivers has been a staple of every NFL Sunday. The 4 p.m., everyone was making the jokes. Um, I think you you tweeted out the joke, time's a flat circle, watching Philip Rivers, 4 p.m., down 10, down 8, driving, 4 minutes to go. Um, he always in weird games in that late slot on the Eastern time zone. I'm really going to miss Philip Rivers. It's sad, and he retired – Drew Brees is most likely going to retire, right? It looks like Big Ben is trending that way. Three absolute staples from growing up are going to be gone next year. Who knows how long Brady is? I mean, he's a robot. He might go forever at this point, but those three guys are gone, and it's a hot topic on Twitter today. Is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? Mm -hmm. I personally don't think he is, um, but his stats, I mean, all-time and 
they're kind of inflated because the way the NFL has changed over, you know, the last 20 years with the rules and everything. But he is fifth in career passing touchdowns, yards, completions, eight-time Pro Bowler, 12th in passer rating, if you care about that stat. He's never missed a game. He played through the 2007 AFC title game with a torn ACL. It's a great career. He's super fun to watch. I don't think he's all famer. I never felt like he was in that elite status. He's always kind of outside that top five, top six. Maybe he had a year or two there, but not sustains. But he, he had a great career, and it sounds like he's going to be doing some sort of uh, broadcasting on some network, and I feel like he'll be super entertaining in that. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to group him, Eli, and Big Ben since they're all from the same draft class. Eli and Big Ben have the benefit of the Super Bowls, but I still kind of feel like if I need one quarterback, eh, Rivers, Rivers, I think, is still the most talented of that group. He had the worst surrounding cast of of them all. Think about it. I mean, he dragged I don't, know, I don't know about that. Those those early Charger teams he was on were really good with LT, Antonio Gates, Vincent Jackson, even teams this the last couple of years that he was on with the Chargers he, specifically. His, his, his issue is he ran into Brady and never had, like, a great defense when they're at the peak of their powers offensively. I guess. That 2006 year they lost in the second round to the Patriots, they were huge favorites and blew it. Um, they were, I think, 14-2 and two that year. They had they were the one seed. They lost that year. I don't know. It just felt like he was always, like, it was what we talked about with their game versus the Ravens this uh, year, or the Bills in the playoffs. It's always like that all shucks just missed it. They are the first team to have 450 yards, no turnovers, and lose a playoff game. Like, that, that sums up his career. He's always short. Maybe it was an excuse. Maybe it wasn't. You know, a couple years ago, the Chargers were really good. They were 12-4. and four. They went into Foxborough. We thought they were going to win. A lot of people thought they were going to win, and yeah, they just yeah. got smacked. Like, he, he he's had a good teams. I don't think that's a fair excuse because we always are saying, you know, the Chargers are a good team on paper if they stay healthier. They have a competent coach, this and that. Big Ben, Eli definitely have the great defenses, but I think Big Ben at his peak was maybe slightly better than Rivers. Um, and the Super Bowls, it shouldn't maybe play as much of a factor, but it is. That's sports, it's the NBA, the NFL, that, that stuff matters a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll he'll definitely be missed. Um, just the, the betting element of Phil Rivers is always... Even if they were down 10, Rivers was playing like it was a, a three-point game in the Super Bowl and losing his mind regardless. So entertainment value, he'll be missed. I'm excited for him to hop in a booth whenever that happens. I know he's coaching high school football in Alabama, but hopefully he stays in the mix. And, uh, yeah, before we actually get to the NFL games, Tyler, did you watch the uh, the Bucks nets game from a couple nights ago, the first, like, it was really the first full game I watched of Harden and KD together. And, I mean, this is a little Monday morning quarterback, a little hot takey maybe. I mean, I was pro the trade when it happened, but it's going to work. They're going to win the East. They're, well, they're playing right now. I didn't see – I watched the highlights from that game on Monday night, KD hitting the big shot at the end. Tough look for Giannis, airballing a three, I think, late in that game, but – they're playing tonight. Kyrie's back, and they started 10 for 10 from the field. Um, mm. So, I mean, offensively, they're going to be awesome. The defense still would worry me a bit, and I think I think they're good enough to get past the Bucks. The Celtics, I mean, right now are playing really well, so we'll see. But with those three guys, any night you're going to be in it because 
you know, KD can have an off night, Kyrie could put up 30, Harden could have an off night, KD could put up 30. You're never going to have a lack of offense. Joe Harris being in the corner, he's going to be wide open for a bunch of threes. They do need a little more depth on that team, I think, but when the buyout guys, yeah, when buyout guys come about, like last year, the Lakers were able to get Markeith Morris. They'll find guys like that that want to win, that want to join the team. So they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And if Kyrie is back in, in the right headspace, I mean, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be nasty in the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much talent on that team. Like, think about other big threes. When KD was with the Warriors, right? Him, Curry, and Clay. That was pretty much unstoppable. This, I don't think the pieces are quite as complimentary. It's still only time will tell. But it's like, I, I just don't know how you guard this team. Yeah, I don't know. The, I mean, the Warriors are pretty much unguardable because you had arguably the two best shooters of all time who could play off the ball from KD, who is an unbelievable shooter himself and surrounded on that team. And, I mean, the NBA cap went up, and that was pretty unfair how the Warriors were able to structure their team, but they still had Draymond, they still had Iguodala, Livingston, they had great role players in place. They didn't have to trade and give up a lot of pieces like the Nets did, but you do it 10 times out of 10. What was kind of shocking was the Karis LeVert piece of it, that his physical at the Pacers, he failed. You know, he had the mass on his kidney, I think. Hopefully he's okay, but I was shocked that the trade, the trade maybe wasn't. Through. Yeah, the yeah. trade still went through. Hopefully he's okay and all that, but that was a little surprising, but yeah, the pieces don't fit as seamlessly as the Warriors did just because Clay doesn't need the ball at all, but it, it won't matter. Those those guys will make it work. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely the most fun plot line to monitor throughout the NBA season, just that team night in, night out. Just You truly never know what you're going to get off the court, but on the court it's it's very fun to watch. But let's get to the, the reason we're recording, Tyler, the NFC Championship games. Uh, quick little tidbit for you. Since the NFL switch to its current divisional format, teams that won the first meeting in a season are 55 and 39 in postseason rematches. And now both these games are rematches of Week Six matchups. Oddly enough, uh, the Bucks beat the Packers, the Chiefs beat the Bills. Um, so we'll see if trends are friends here or not. Uh, so the Bucks are going into Lambeau. They're three-point um, road underdogs. The over-under is 51. This game kicks off Sunday at 3.05. Tyler, first time we get Brady versus Rodgers in the playoffs. Pretty amazing uh, that it took this long. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers for a lot of years couldn't get over the hump to get back into the Super Bowl. It's looking like it's going to be a classic Lambeau weather day. High of 28 right now with snow showers. Tyler, where's your head at with this rematch? Yeah, so you look back at that first game, and that was such a bizarre game. I remember we were both on the Packers. The Packers were your lock of the week, if I'm remembering correctly, and they started off the game on fire. They were up 10 nothing after the first quarter. It felt like they might just roll that uh, the Bucks in that game. And then Rodgers threw a pick six, which he rarely does, and he threw a pick on the next drive. They spotted the Bucks 14 points right away. Um, so I would imagine the, the Packers are going to play a lot better in this game. They had the least amount of turnovers this year. Rodgers only threw five picks in this game, in over the season, too, in that game. I like the Packers, um, but the play I like more is the over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Packers' offense has been on fire basically the entire season, and 
last week they put up 32 points on the Rams, who were considered the best defense in the NFL, and they could have scored more. Rodgers missed a couple throws on their first drive where they had to settle for a field goal, and then the drive in the second half where he missed Valdez Scanling, and then Lazard dropped the pass for a touchdown. They could have put up 40 in that game. They scored on their first five possessions. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, so I like the over. Packers are number one on third down and red zone offense this year. And the Bucks, uh defense is 18th on third down, 21st in the red zone. So I don't think they're going to be able to slow down the Packers. They're just in such a great rhythm right now. And I do think the Bucks will be able to put up some points because this Packers defense isn't great by any measure. So I really like the over at uh, 51. The cold weather doesn't scare you off that at all? You know, cold cold weather... Cold weather isn't as big of an impact as people would think. It's more of the winds, which I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, but, I mean, both of these guys have plenty of experience as far as the quarterbacks go, uh, playing in the cold weather. Obviously, the Bucks team doesn't uh, play too many cold weather games, but I think Brady has enough experience to keep it going, and I like the over. I think there'll be points. There's 50 points last week uh, with the Rams uh, offensively, and this Bucks offense is much better. Yeah, looking at it now, the wind, 8-mile-per-hour wind projected for Sunday. Yeah, Brady, 12 of his 13 career AFC championship games have come in some type of cold-weather environment, be it Foxborough, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, or Denver. He won't be the issue. It's like the rest of that team. I'm curious to see how they hold up. Um, I'm also, I like the Packers in this one, minus three. I agree with your take. Since that game was my lock of the week, it was the one that the Packers got off to a very hot start. Rodgers was doing, like, the weird dance celebration, a true touchdown dance. Shout out Monkey Knife Fight. And then next thing you know, they, they stop the Bucks again. They get the ball back, and they get, I think, a first down, and then Rodgers threw a pick six, and the game flipped on its head just like that. This Packers team kind of feels like a little bit of a team in destiny. Like, they're just going to – I think they're going to win. They're going to get a shot at the Super Bowl. Um they're, the key for them really is not turning the ball over. They're undefeated this season when they have not turned the ball over. They're 11-0 straight up. Um, and I feel like the thing people aren't really talking about is how good the running attack has been. Uh, Rodgers, MVP year, we all know about that. But they ran for 188 yards last week versus the Rams. They've hit that total in three out of their four last games. And just the way they were able to move the ball up and down the field's Field on L.A. Bottom line is Tampa Bay's defense looked great versus New Orleans, but they got a ton of help from Drew Brees, um, and they set them up in a lot of short field situations. I think the Packers get the job done here. I think the cold weather helps them a lot more uh, than it helps the Bucks, and I think their defense will be able to continue to make enough big plays in this spot to uh, to hold on for the victory. Yeah, the Bucks are very reliant defensively on take takeaways. They were sixth in the NFL this year on takeaways, as we said in that first game. They had two they picked off Rodgers twice, turned it into fourteen points. Last week, not including Breeze's interception at the end of the game when it was already decided, but off the first three same turnovers, they had twenty one points off of those and they were all set up on the same side of the field, two of them being in the red zone. So they're super reliant on turning teams over, which can kind of come back to bite you. They do capitalize, which good teams do. But this defense, you can move it on them. And as we said, um, when recapping the game, it felt like the same. Get thirty dollars off your first blue apron order. Game. And then Jared Cook had the fumble and kind of swung the momentum of that game. This Packers team doesn't make those type of mistakes. They're at home. 
like you said, it feels like everything is aligning lining up for them to go to the Super Bowl this year. They um this is the first championship game Rodgers is hosting at home. He's lost the last three he's been in and kind of outside that Seattle one, he's kinda of gotten worked in both of the other yeah. two. Yeah, um, so like he needs he needs to play well in this game and this this would be a bad mark on him if they lost at home. Definitely. Um especially like they got embarrassed last year versus forty ers Last week they actually had fans at the game for the first time all season. The the Bucks have been playing with fans all year, but in a road environment like Lambeau, they're gonna be going crazy in the cold weather. So I really I really like the Packers in this spot. It just feels like it's lining up for the Packers to get back to the Super Bowl. Um the late game, Bills at Chiefs, uh the total's fifty four. The Chiefs won the first matchup twenty six to seventeen. Um, and for the Bills, that game versus the Chiefs was their lowest total of the season, except for last week versus Baltimore, where they only scored 17. Um, so the Bills, this Bills team has been hot. They've continued to win games, cover spreads. Chiefs, on the other hand, they're 0-8-1 against the spread the last nine games. The big story here, Tyler, obviously, Patrick Mahomes' injury update, and did... I know I tagged you in the tweet. Your boy Cowherd had the same take I had of if Mahomes isn't ready, just bump the game back a day or two. You know, I'll always ride with Colin. Uh, he's my guy. But to see him say similar thing to you was is is uh, disappointing. Yeah, um, we have a nice we have a nice group chat. I'll add you to it someday. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Um, the NFL isn't moving the game. Uh, we've seen, you know, when the 49ers had no players, they didn't move that game. They didn't move that, it when the yeah, Broncos for sure. didn't have the apples there. Didn't have a, the, I mean, the Broncos literally didn't have an active quarterback on their roster. They could have moved it back a day. They didn't move it. They're not moving the game. Mahomes is playing. He practiced today. The initial report was he fully practiced. And then it came out later that he's limited in practice because he's still in concussion protocol technically, but he's, he's going to play. Um, these guys always do. Um, if I like the Bills in this game, but it, it just feels so obvious. It feels like such the square play. Everyone on the Bills, you know, they, they've won in different ways so far in the playoffs, which I think is a good thing. Uh, the first week, their defense didn't play great. It's kind of just a sloppy game that they kind of got by. Last week, their defense played awesome versus Lamar and the Ravens. Now, they have a lot of momentum going to this game, obviously with Mahomes banged up, and not just the concussion, but his foot also. He was having trouble moving around a bit in that uh, last game. So I'm going to do the square play, but I like the Bills plus three. I think they're going to keep this game close. That first game was weird. It got moved around. Their schedule got affected because of some COVID with the Titans, and they had to move that game with the Chiefs, and it was raining. And the, the Chiefs ran for like 240 yards on them, which isn't encouraging, but I don't see that happening again. I think the defense will play – not as well as they did last week, but they'll play better than they did in that first matchup. So I like the Bills plus three. I, I, I think their offense is going to be able to hang with the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this game mat- matches up pretty well for the Bills in the sense of the 13th ranked pass defense. Hopefully they can try and hold the Chiefs down as much as possible. And also I feel like so Mahomes also has a bum foot, like despite the concussion and the neck injuries dealing with. If his mobility is limited at all, I think that's a huge uh, swing for the Bills in this one. You mentioned it. Uh, the Chiefs ran all over the Bills their first matchup, and Clyde Edwards-Lair may be back. 
as well as Sammy Watkins, which is big for the Chiefs. He ran for 161 yards last time. The Chiefs really destroyed Josh Allen in the last matchup. He only threw for 122 yards in that one. I just, I I really like the Bills. I think they're the more complete team. Mahomes and Kelsey and all the weapons on offense for Kansas City are great, but their defense continues to leave much to be desired. I still think the Browns definitely could have won that game if they continued to run the ball uh, last week versus the Chiefs. And, this Bills team, they don't run the ball, but I think we're going to see more uh, more of the run game from Devin Singletary in this one, and maybe even Josh Allen, some more design run plays there. So Bills plus three. They, in terms of DVOA, Bills are fourth overall in DVOA. Chiefs are sixth, so fairly even in that sense. But defensively is where the big difference lies. Bills are 12th in defensive DVOA. Chiefs are 22nd. It's been their Achilles heel this whole time. Last season, they were able to have the great pass rush. I just don't see this Chiefs team going with the back-to-back Super Bowls. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Singletary. I, th- I think you could definitely upgrade at the running back position, but I agree that they should let Josh Allen run more and have that a part of the game plan, at least at the beginning, and just try to throw any wrinkle you can at the Chiefs to give them some threat you're going to run the ball. And they have the weapons offensively with Diggs, Cole Beasley's getting back to full health. Gabriel Davis missed practice today. Um, that's That would be a big loss for the Bills if he doesn't play because he's a really solid third receiver, and he played great in that Colts game. But they'll need him to play uh, Sunday, I think, to get the win. And but Buffalo defensively last week, I was looking. It felt like they were getting a lot of pressure on Lamar in that game. They blitzed him on 48% of his dropbacks and got pressure on 40% of his dropbacks. And when they were sending six or more rushers, they had a 55% pressure rate. Um, and when they are only sending four, they had a 34.8% pressure rate, which would be number one in the NFL. So if they're able to continue to get that pressure with only bringing four guys and they're able to throw creative blitzes in there at Mahomes, that's how you beat them. You have to be able to get pressure with four, make him uncomfortable. If you let him get out of the pocket, that's kind of when things break down and he's at his best. But And I looked at it. Also, last week, Mahomes only threw one pass over 20 yards. The Browns are letting them have a lot of those short passes, which I don't know if the Bills will do that in this game. They kind of dared them to run last time. They ran all over them, so I'd imagine their game plan is going to be slightly different come Sunday. But one thing the Chiefs did struggle with, and when Mahomes was in the game, was they didn't convert in the red zone. They left a lot of points on the board versus a Cleveland defense that isn't great. I think this Buffalo defense is better, so... Even if the Bills give up some yards, if you're able to hold them to field goals in this game, their offense is good enough to throw punches with them. And Josh Allen hasn't played his best game yet in the playoffs, so I think that's encouraging too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It feels like this Bills team is ready to put together a complete game. Josh Allen is a road underdog, Tyler. A little trend for you, 8-2-2 in this spot. So we're both on the Bills and Packers as, uh, as the Super Bowl here so let's we'll we'll take a quick break and on the other side we'll give out our monkey knife fight pick and our lock of the week hey everyone before we get into today's pod i want to tell you about blue wire hustle a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at blue wire hustle is created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the program you'll receive personal cover art q a's with blue wire's top podcasters access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks and on top of that we'll help you get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and all other listening platforms 
And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. All right, Cody, before we get into our monkey knife fight pick and lock of the week, kind of want to just run by you. What is kind of, you know, the Super Bowl matchup you're looking most forward to? I think any of the four possible matchups we'd get right now would be pretty great, but which one would you like the most? Uh... It's a great question, Tyler. Um, I think my top my top matchup would be Packers-Bills. My reason being, I want the Bills in this. I want some fresh blood. Maybe I'm still uh, butthurt about the Chiefs beating the 49ers last year, but I don't know. We've kind of seen that storyline play out. The Bills... We know they've had years of just misery as a franchise. Josh Allen is bringing them back. Um, and if they could play the Packers, like I mean, the Packers have kind of flirted with this for a while here. I think it would be a fun plotline to see Rodgers versus Allen. I think the great news is that I feel like normally when you have the four teams left and there's always one clear like bad Super Bowl matchup, I truly think you could like pick out of a hat and I'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it would be nice to have the Bills in there. Like you said, fresh blood. Also, just like to see the Chiefs, they can be beaten because it feels like uh, right now everyone thinks the Chiefs are unbeatable and, you know, they're going to just win the next five Super Bowls with Mahomes. So it would be nice. I think Chiefs, Chiefs Packers would be incredible, though, just because Mahomes versus Rodgers, the State Farm Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. Chiefs Bucks, honestly, is probably the one I would least want to see, even though it would still be a great game just because. We saw that game earlier in the year, and the Chiefs, the final score of that game was not indicative of how much of a blowout it was. The Chiefs could have won that game by 40, and they took their foot off the gas. Um, it's probably the one I'm least looking forward to. And just on bet online, you could put, you could bet um, Super Bowl outcomes right now. So if you were heavy on the Packers, like you think they're definitely going to win this weekend, what you can do is bet the Packers to beat the Chiefs and the Packers to beat the Bills. Packers to beat the Chiefs is plus 350. To beat the Bills is plus 450. And you could bet those if you're very confident the Packers are going to win this Sunday. And then, obviously, once it gets to Super Bowl, you could maybe hedge out a little bit. So kind of like that play if you're into uh, the Packers a lot. Mm, I like that. Very, very creative. Um, yeah, I mean, I I texted you and our producer, Alex. I locked in basically my only remaining live future is a Chiefs Bucks matchup uh, that paid out, I believe, like nine to one, something like that. Um, figuring out the best way to hedge, which I feel like there are probably a lot of people that are in a similar boat. Maybe you have the exact matchup, maybe you have the team, and you're this close. Do you hedge? Do you not hedge? You have the good idea. I'll give you credit. Big brain over there of basically parlaying the opposite. So parlaying Packers, Bills, seeing what happens the first game, kind of taking it from there. Uh, so a lot of a lot of options here, but I think regardless, it's truly like we have four great quarterbacks. I'm just kind of over Brady. I know he's a huge draw, but I kind of want to see Rogers. I just think Rogers, Josh Allen, or Mahomes would be amazing. Definitely. I mean the Bucks. I mean, the storyline leading up to that game, obviously Brady, but the first team to host a home Super Bowl. Obviously, it's a little different this year. 
but still that would be drawn out. But I agree. And what I meant, not more so to hedge out if you do the Packers to beat the Bills or the Chiefs, but if the Packers make the Super Bowl, they're going to be slight underdogs versus the Chiefs probably and be slight favorite versus the Bills. So you're not getting those lines. You're not getting them plus 350 or plus 450 um, next week. So that was more so my point. But let's move into our monkey knife fight picks. I mean, new year, new us. We keep winning these things. It's, same, it's unbelievable. Same. Try auditing it, I dare you. What do you say? The try auditing the fact that we've never lost one of these. <laughs> um, I'll go first. I'm going to do touchdown dance, love to dance. I'm going to go to the Chiefs-Bills game. It's bound to have a lot of points. Even if Chad Henney plays, again, that's a system. Uh, Mahomes system quarterback. Um, I like Kelsey, Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. Score over two and a half touchdowns. I think Diggs is going to have a big game. Uh, Prashad Breeland, one of the Chiefs' uh, top cornerbacks, he might miss the game. So they might be down a little bit in the secondary. And Hill and Kelsey are beasts. I mean, that fourth and one play they ran to Hill feels like a cheat code. I don't know how you stop it. Um, so I like those guys yeah. over two and a half touchdowns. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't think you can stop it unless you have like a defensive holding player pass interference because you can't check Hill. He's just too fast. Um, but I I like that a lot. I'm staying in the same game. And again, if you're listening, you want to try a monkey knife fight, you like Daily Fantasy, you like player props, monkey knife fight's a brand for you. Use our promo code full slate. Get a free $5 first contest, up to $50 deposit match. I'm sticking with Diggs and Kelsey, um, but my third is going to be Devin Singletary. Uh, the Chiefs have the 31st best run defense in the league. That equals a bad run defense. I think he's going to have some looks in the red zone in this one. Um, they're going to try and play keep away a little bit, run the ball more than they did versus the Ravens. So Devin Singletary, welcome to the big league skid. Let's get some touchdowns. Um, yep. Great. Lock of the week. Tyler, we both lost. We were both on the under last week. Uh, so, faulty lock. Been on a skid of late here. I'll let you go first. What's your, your championship lock of the week? So, I'm going to the total in the Bucks packers game, as I said earlier. I'm taking the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Uh, the Packers this year were number one in first half scoring, averaging almost 19 points a game, 19 points in the first half per game. And I mentioned that because the Bucks are going to have to come out and be aggressive. They can't get behind big or early in this game. We've seen the Packers kind of get get out to big leads and kind of drain uh, the clock in the second half. So I like the over. I think the Bucks are going to come out aggressive. Last week they were kind of kind of tentative. They ran the ball a lot early. Um, and then tried setting up Brady late, and they were pretty like shaky in the first half. Their first five drives of the game, they only gained ten, more than 10 yards once. You're not going to be able to do that versus Packers offense and think you have a chance of staying in the game. Rodgers isn't going to give you those two takeaways like he did last time. So I like the over. I think the Bucks are going to come out aggressive. And as you said earlier, this is Brady versus Rodgers in the playoff game. You have to go swing. You have to go down swing with your quarterbacks in this one. You can't try to run the ball really establish. You got to let those guys cook. So I like the over and just a crazy stat about Rodgers um, and why the Bucks need to get off to a good start in this game. In 72 career games, um, when Rodgers has been leading at halftime at home, he's won 70 of them. They tied once and they only lost one. So it's vital for the Bucks to get off to a good start in this game if they want to win. So that's why I think they come out aggressive. 
throwing law with Brady, which leads to more points. That's an insane stat. 71-1 when he's led at home at yeah. halftime. Throughout that's, his career. That's insane. Uh, must be nice to be a Packers fan. Um, yeah, my lock of the week. I'm going to the same game. I, I love the Packers. Minus three. Feels like Brady. Like, they kind of peaked last weekend versus the Saints. They rid their demons. They finally won. They had gotten destroyed those two games. The Packers are the one seed, and they've been destroying people for a while now and kind of feel like they're still under the radar a little bit. I know they're getting the public money, um, but it just it's lining up for them, the cold weather. Brady, it's not young Tom Brady. It's, it's a team that is not used to playing in this kind of weather. It's going to be a bit of a shock to the system for them. Packers are going to be fired up. And I think they're going to be able to move the ball pretty easily against this Bucks defense, which been highly rated in DVOA all year. But quite frankly, if the if the Saints just had like Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback last weekend, there's a chance they win that game. Um, so I they, think when you go from the corpse of Drew Brees to Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a rude awakening for this Bucks defense. They had the quarterback they needed, Jameis. Jameis, one yeah. for one, 56-yard touchdown. Um, yeah. I agree. I think the Packers. This is like. The stars are aligning. Home game, cold weather, playing a warm weather team. Um, I'm at, I, I could picture now where if the Bucks start with the ball, they're driving Bump and they have like a they have like a third down. They do some play action, deep pass to Mike Evans. He has it, but he drops it because he's just never played in like a cold weather game. Yeah, like, he's a Texas that, guy. Yeah, that that matters. Brady obviously has been there a ton, and they'll put up points. But in the end, I think it's Rogers. Uh, doing the discount double check to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think the fact that Brady's dragged this team to the conference championship kind of is like his Super Bowl in a sense. Like, it's incredibly impressive that this team is here. Um, And yeah, good point. Jameis, one for one in his playoff career with touchdown. So put that on his resume. What is it? This is Brady's 14th championship game. That's insane. And there's all the debate, you know, last year and in the offseason, oh, is it Belichick, is it Brady? I mean, I think he's clearly made it seem that it's Brady. Bucks were haven't been to the playoffs in like 14 years prior, even though they did have a superstar quarterback in Jameis. Um, they weren't oh, able to get to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't able to get to the playoffs prior. You take the team to the conference championship game, no one's going to say anything similar to what Brett Favre did with the Vikings. Um, and, you know, Joe Montana took the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game years ago. So I think everything at this point is gravy for him. But that's all we got for this week's Pick'em Pod. Good luck to everyone. Hope they have some winners. And we'll be back on Sunday night for the Sunday Scaries podcast. thinking about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind i can already taste it oh got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some mickey d's deal there's a deal for every moment at mcdonald's right now get two of your favorites for just 350 mix and match a classic mcchicken a hot and spicy mcchicken or a juicy mcdouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price 